Okay, we're just going to go ahead and start part three here. I looked at what the material that I had left, and there's a video I have to play. So um, part two is going to end just kind of abruptly, and that way we'll have plenty of time for this part three. And uh, basically what we're going to be talking about in this last part is, uh, well, the first part, George Norrie's book, Coming Out, Talking to the Dead, a new book that he's released here. And uh, I've got a you know, picture of the cover, Talking to the Dead, Coast to Coast, George Norrie. He's the second biggest talk show host on the planet. Uh, and this is an interview Alex Jones did with him, and I guess if he keeps going, within six months he'll actually be the number one talk show host on the planet. And uh, <clears throat> I even remember that when I had done one of my presentations, one of the guys that saw me do a, I was a, presentation on the avion flu and uh he i guess was friends with george nori and and had talked to me heavily about going on his show but i had got no desire to go on that type of show he that guy interviews more high level occultists than anybody i've ever seen and whether they it's not like they're coming oh this is a satanist i'm interviewing it's really not like that but you know, all types of people, you know, under different titles, shamans, psychics, clairvoyants, you name it. And so, for the most part, yes, there are some things you can glean out of George Norrie's show. And yes, there's been some interesting shows I've heard. But ultimately, he is never going to point you to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's just not going to happen. And this is the biggest problem I see, people being fascinated with the unknown, the occult, the paranormal. Now, if you're going to understand those things from a Christian standpoint, and what they truly are, and how to battle them, I don't think you should have an obsession with it, but to know the devices of Satan, to reprove them, to have no fellowship with them, to make manifest, to make them manifest, so that the world can see that this is a path leading to destruction, that it is a path based on lies, satanic lies, that these are essentially satanic parlor tricks that we're seeing here, and that Satan is using this particular movement to take millions and millions of people to hell by deceiving them, by casting doubt on the word of God, uh, by casting doubt on the God of the word, essentially, the Bible, Jesus Christ, if you follow George Norrie, ultimately you're just going to go to hell. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17.5 So a lot of people, you know, this is their religion. They may not have any formal religion, but maybe George Norrie is their, the person that they're literally following. And if you go to him and expect to get truth, you're going to get deceived. I've never seen a cast of more people involved with uh, evil, as far as interviews go, than than uh, George Norrie. And this is why, if you go back and, and you, you look at the interview he did with Benjamin Krim, I did a whole teaching on that with uh, Maitreya and uh, Benjamin Krim. Just key in uh, C-R-E-M-E. In fact, I ought to put that link. I, I'm going to... I'm gonna Pause this to put that link in this PDF so you can hear it. 
was an interview that he did with Benjamin Krem, the the Pied Piper, the uh, the Satanic John the Baptist for Maitreya. If you look at that interview, it was the only interview in all the thousands of interviews George Norrie's ever done that he's had to stop. He was literally totally overwhelmed being in Krem's presence. Had to stop it. Couldn't continue it. Now, considering he is interviewing every high-level occultist he can get his hands on, and that's never happened to him in the past, that should tell us something about Benjamin Krem and the power that he's operating under and from. And who does he represent? Devil Betraya. I'm sorry, I mean Maitreya. United Nations-sponsored Maitreya who says he is the coming awaited savior of the planet. He is everything to all major religions, essentially. The fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, Krishna to the, to the uh, Hindus, the Imam Mahdi, the twelfth Imam to the Muslims, the Christ, or Christ to the Christians, and the Messiah to the Jews. So, I'm going to pause this right now and come back. I'm going to put that link there so you can listen to that, because... It's one of the only other times I've ever actually got into George Norrie. Okay, I went ahead and posted that in. It's going to be on page, around page 13 of the PDF for December 4th, 2011. And it's entitled, George Norrie Interviews Benjamin Krem Regarding Maitreya's Emergence and the Star Sign. That did not materialize, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hopefully due to prayers from Christians like yourself. Because that was a big deal at the time. That was supposedly going to be Betrayer's big coming out party. Didn't happen. So, that was a very good thing. Just to give you, before I roll roll this video, I'll I'll give you a little bit of background on this book. Talking to the Dead, Coast to Coast George Norrie, and Rosemary Ellen Guillory. Gilly. Product description. Throughout history, I'm reading basically from just the description of the book. Throughout history, people have sought ways to contact the dead and spirits. Such experiences challenge beliefs and often set people on a path of deeper exploration, looking for validation and ways to have controlled direct contact. Do spirit communication devices really work? So they're actually specifically addressing, do spiritual communication devices work? Now, again, I'm not 100% sure exactly all the spiritual communication devices that he's in reference to. Is it scrying a crystal ball? Is it palm reading? Is it tea leaf reading? Is it tarot cards? There's a myriad of different things that, you know, people in the occult, witches, warlocks, whatever you want to call them, do in order to communicate with lying, deceiving spirits. Because that's all they're ever going to find in that regard. Well, he's exploring the the question is, do these devices really work? What are the prospects of someday being able to pick up a cell phone or sit in front of a webcam and talk to the other side? So again, here we have, is technology the real answer? Is technology the way that we're actually going to be able to actually just easily communicate with the other side? Well, like I said before, the devil will meet you at your need. And if that greases the skids for, for Satan to be able to uh, 
communicate with you. And again, what we were talking about Apple computers and Steve Jobs before and how the technology has really made it a lot easier for Satan to implement his agenda worldwide. Well, you know, I've never thought about picking up a cell phone or sitting in front of a webcam and, and talking to uh, a devil. But evidently, um, this is the questions that are being posed. And then it goes on to say, while proof, contact, while proof of contact is still elusive, whatever, come on. Anyway, there's an abundance of tantalizing evidence and experience to inspire people. For the past century, inventors have been inspired by the spirits themselves. Yeah, you heard me right. For the past century, inventors of these spiritual communication devices, is what is implied, have been inspired by the spirits themselves. The spirits that they're supposedly communicating with. These evil, lying, deceitful, wicked spirits. They've been inspired by the spirits themselves to create telephone, video, radio, and computers to attempt real-time, two-way communication with the dead and other entities. Do you believe this? What rank, total blasphemy. Now, all of this was a death penalty in the Old Testament. Necromancy which basically means talking to the dead. They're not really the dead. They're dead demons in a way. I mean, but they're spiritually live. They're going to ultimately be cast into the lake of fire. But talking to the dead, you're not talking to dear, you know, Aunt Matilda or Uncle Buck or whatever. That's just a lying, deceiving spirit. It's called a familiar spirit, which was familiar with the person when they were alive and probably indwelt the person, knows all the person's mannerisms, knows the inflection of their voice, knows how to uh, mimic them both voice-wise and if they appear in some type of apparition, can mimic their appearance. It's a satanic parlor trick. That's all it is. That's all these supposed ghost spirits that haunt houses and all this other garbage. They're demons. They're devils. And many times they pose as people that have um, they either inhabited their body or some horrific thing had happened, some murder or some horrific thing had happened where it literally gives that spirit legal ground from a spiritual standpoint to, I guess you, if you want to use the word haunt or indwell a particular parcel of land or a building or whatever. It's kind of like when the innocent blood cries out from the land and when the land becomes cursed. Well, when the land becomes cursed, is it just a curse or is there demonic activity associated with the curse? Well, obviously there has to be some type of demonic, devil-like activity associated with a curse With you know, when this happens. So that's what you're dealing with here. Inventors have been inspired by the spirits themselves. To create telephone, video, radio, and computers to attempt real-time two-way communications with the dead and other... I didn't really realize that. I, I, I didn't know that. If you were Satan, and you wanted to defile humanity to the maximum degree, and to deceive them, what would be a good way to deceive them? Well, to actually have literal communication between... Evil entities, dark, evil entities in humanity. 
lying, deceitful spirits that can present themselves as an angel of light, just like Satan. But they're liars. They're deceivers. Wouldn't that be a good way to deceive humanity to the maximum degree? And if you give those entities permission, if you seek after communication, you are opening the door. And they're certainly going to come in if you open the door. There's been a lot of talk about they can't force their way in regarding these types of things. It's like when you hear all these things about vampires or these black-eyed children that show up at doors. And there's this thing that you see recurring over and over that they have to be invited in. Well, there's absolutely an element of truth to that. And when it comes to things like this, it's the same deal. You have to invite them in. If you use a Ouija board, you are inviting them in. You want to get good and demon-possessed as quickly as possible? Use a Ouija board. That's the one thing I've seen is like the worst spiritual communication device you could ever use. I mean, if you ever watch these shows about the paranormal, I'm not advising you do, but one of the reoccurring themes is whenever Ouija boards are brought up, it's kind of funny, we had no problems in the house until we started communicating with these spirits through the Ouija board, and then all of a sudden, all you know what breaks loose. And, you know, they got stuff flying off the walls, they got crazy stuff going on, you got people being demon-possessed, just from using a Ouija board. It's a doorway. If they can use a telephone, video, radio, computer as a doorway, all the more doorways, all the more better for the devils. Then it goes on to say, talking to the dead explores the colorful history and personalities personalities behind spirit, spirit communications. Weaving together spirituality, metaphysics, science, and technology, it examines the idea that new technology can connect to the ancient and universal wisdom of the music of the spears. So now he's using music, throwing music in there and technology in order to communicate with these devils. New technology can connect to the ancient and universal wisdom of the music of the spheres that contact the spirit realms can be made through the vibrations of sound. And again, we talked a lot, we've talked a lot recently about rock music and Christian rock and the origins of this stuff. And that Satan himself, you know, had literally, when he was created as the anointed cherub that covereth, when his name was Lucifer, that he literally had pipes and tabrets built into his own body, musical instruments. So Satan knows a lot about music and vibration and things of this nature. He's a master regarding that. And I think it relates to that. Now, I'm not going to sit down and read the book. I'm sure I could do a much more thorough expose of this, but I'm just telling you what we're reading here. Now, we're going to let George Norrie explain this for himself. I'm going to skip a little bit ahead on the thing where he starts talking about this book. Um, Again, let me give you a little more background. George Norrie, host of America's top overnight radio show, Coast to Coast which is broadcast over 500 radio stations as well as streamed over the internet to more than 10 million people per night. And then his co-author of the book, we haven't talked about her yet, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, is one of the leading experts on the paranormal with 35 published books on a wide range of paranormal, spiritual, and mystical topics, including eight single-volume encyclopedias. Gully has worked full-time in the paranormal since 1983. So she's essentially a witch, 
that he's co-authoring with. And we're just going to give you, he's going to try, try to give you a nice, big, heaping helping of deception. Satan is using George Norrie mightily for his purposes and to deceive people. You know, and this is why I say, you know, here Alex Jones is interviewing him and he calls himself a Christian. And oh, there's no problem with any of this stuff. There's no problem with all the occultists he interviewed. He would point people to George Norrie. You know, so I said, all I'm doing is gleaning anymore. <laughs> there's so much corruption everywhere you turn that that's about all you can do anymore is just glean. So I'm going to go ahead and start this uh, this interview here and we'll see what might be, I don't know, we might we might go three minutes, we might go ten minutes, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, I can't keep track of them, can you? No, I can't. In fact, I've reached total overload with the amount of craziness that's going on. Tell us about your book. Well, the book is called Talking to the Dead, and, and it is a book about the spirit world and what people are trying to do to communicate with the other side. And it is truly one of the most incredible stories I've ever, ever had done. I wrote the book, Alex, with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, who's an expert in the paranormal. And she is a, a great researcher, and the two of us started investigating the various ways that people are trying to communicate with the other side. And it's really uncanny. Yeah, there are some hucksters out there and some frauds, but there are also some people out there who truly think that they can communicate uh, with those on the other side. Maybe one day you're going to feel a phone call from someone who's passed on. You know, maybe Abe Lincoln will tell you. Well, that. I'm, I'm going to say this because of the. So you hear what he says. Maybe one day you're going to feel a phone a phone call from somebody's passed on, like Abe Lincoln. Now, you might feel the phone call, but it ain't going to be Abe Lincoln on the other. If you were to hear Abe Lincoln. I don't believe there's any reason why we would ever believe he's saved. He'd be, you'd be here to hear his screams and agony from hell. And he would be, I probably would be one of the greatest witnesses of all time, begging people not to come to this place where the worm dieth not and the fire is never quenched. See, we're not getting, the, we're getting, this is the, the big thing about this. If you buy into any of this garbage as a Christian, you might as well throw your Bible out the door. Because the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. You either go to heaven or hell. And you just don't get to hang around and haunt and do whatever you want to do just based on some whim, and then go toward the, quote, light whenever you're ready to, whenever your unfinished business is done. That's garbage. There's no Bible for that. That's all Hollywood brainwashing. And when he says, well, there's some hucksters, they're all hucksters. They're all liars that are involved in this. They're all, you know what they are? They're the mouthpieces for lying and deceitful spirits. What does that make them the mouthpiece of by default? They're mouthpieces for Satan. This is a big time deception that Satan wants you all to buy into. Everybody worldwide. And he has a lot of time and effort invested in this. Satan does. Now, considering that the backbone of the coming one world religion is going to be witchcraft, and this is part of the whole witchcraft realm, you go into the Bible and you look at those the, those prognosticators and the people that are into um, you know communicating with the dead, necromancy, talking to familiar spirits. This was all a death penalty. This was all under the guise of witchcraft in the Old Testament and still is. And it was a death sentence. Well, if we consider the coming one world religion is gonna, the essence of it is gonna be witchcraft, this is a big part of that. This is preparing and greasing the skids for Satan to implement 
the coming New World Order, and the One World Religion under Antichrist and the False Prophet. This is a big part of that. And when you see George Norrie getting so big, and so many people buying into this garbage, we're talking a tremendous amount of brainwashing here, by the millions and millions and millions. People are going to be ready to accept the New Age, the coming New Age, the coming New World Order, the coming Age of Aquarius, as they have referred to this as. So let's go further. Political things I get into, I stay out of this because of how it would be used, but I've had some interesting experiences in my life. I'm going to leave it at that. And there is a lot going on on this planet out in space that, that you know, we haven't figured everything out yet. In fact, I don't think we figured out 1% of what's happening. But what about this? I know there are hucksters out there claiming they communicate with the dead, but there's also people who do believe they are, and, and it surely may be happening. I know that the... Uh, near-death experiences where people actually die, uh, they're experiencing similar things. People I, people I really respect, they come back with new knowledge. But what about hucksters on the other side? What about what a lot of Christians believe, that these are actually demons masquerading as the dead uh, with this whole necromancy situation? Oh, that's absolutely true. You just never know what's on the other side. You don't know what's coming across these various portals. I don't play with Ouija boards anymore because you just, you never know. So, like, there's a difference. Oh, you're going to be careful. So now he kind of backpedals a little, and it's like, yeah, you absolutely don't know. You're right, George. You don't know, and you never know. And there's no way to get uh, verifiable, good, solid answers when you're talking to a lying devil. You can't get it. It's all bad. It's all tainted. It's all corrupted. Every bit of it. It's not something that we should even be messing with. And he even acknowledges that. But there are some that are credible. What? According to you? According to the world? According to George Norrie? No, they're all liars. You can't, you can't examine a spirit's credibility when, when it comes to you. I mean, in this particular vein, a, a good holy angel is not going to try to deceive you. A good holy angel is going to point you to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not going to be pointing to all this new age garbage and mumbo jumbo. Everything you're dealing with here is lies, is the point I'm trying to make. What you're going to get, and a lot of people who are extremely spiritual and religious think that we're being tricked. You know, this is the work of the devil, and that they will do anything they can to possess people to take over. I think most of our politicians, other than Ron Paul, I think they're all possessed. I do too. Well, amen to that. It is unbelievable, and... You know, we're just going through right now one of the most incredible times I have ever seen. In my years, I've never seen the world so topsy-turvy. And my theory is, is that the globalists are doing everything they can to do this as quickly as they can. And the reason why they're under so much stress and pressure to get this done now is because they know we finally know. And that we've had enough. And yes. that we're out to push and push and push. And we're not going to stop. Well, it's like the movie They Live. I think what they're, he's in reference to there is that because of shows like Alex Jones and to a certain extent George Norrie and other shows, alternative media, this is what they're saying. Is that because now as humanity starts to find out more the elite's agenda the Illuminati, the powers that be, whatever you want to call them, they're trying to push to get their new world order implemented quicker. 
because they're afraid the jig is up and we've been found out. So we want to make sure that we're we're pushing further with this agenda. When the reality is, is a lot of what they're really all of what they're talking about today with this communication with the dead is all part of that agenda. That's the ironic part about what we're talking about here. They they don't even see that though. They only see well. There's it's almost like the good alien, bad alien, the good cop, bad cop. Well, there's good aliens from the Pleiadians and the Nordics or whatever, and then there's the bad aliens from Zeta Reticuli and the reptilians and these and and. It's, it's like that kind of, that, that mindset. It's all evil. It's like good, white witchcraft and black witchcraft. They're two sides of the same coin. The, the sunglasses are now going on. George, I want to come back in the next little segment or two that we have with you. you got to go at 40 after, so because I know you're busy. Uh, and, and, and get into Occupy Wall Street, the globalist. What you think from your deep research and all the experts you've talked to, uh, their master plan is... Uh, but but first, spend a few minutes because I, I you know I, I wanted to get you on because I saw the book had just come out and you don't like to toot your own horn but I've read your past books uh, they're excellent uh, give us a snapshot of this new book so I mean again here's Alex Jones giving a blanket endorsement on George Norrie who is just the, a Pied Piper for Satan as I've said <laughs> I mean you just got to be really careful you know. Gleaning is one thing, but be but be rock solid, grounded in the Word of God, so that you have the Word of God to compare everything to. That's the should be the basis of our decision making process. And pray for wisdom, understanding, knowledge, fear of the Lord, which are all connected, really, in the Bible. Uh, that pray that you're not deceived. Pray that you're counted worthy to escape the things that are coming upon the planet and to stand before the Son of Man. Uh, Jesus Christ, regarding the end times in Matthew 24 and elsewhere, said, Be not deceived. And if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, these false Christ and these false prophets. So, deception is the very... Um, it's the very essence of the time we're moving into and that we're in right now. So let's go further. Talking to the Dead is a book that will help people understand what happens to all of us when it's time to chuck out. That's such a lie from the pit of hell. All I need is the Word of God, the King James Bible, to know what happens when I check out. As a born-again Christian, I go to heaven. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's what the Bible says. You're not, you go to hell for the time before you end up going into the lake of fire. That's, that's the long and the short of it. It will help do nothing, this book, but deceive you and delude you. And it probably comes with a nice big fat curse. Because essentially, it sounds to me like they're going by information taught to them by these lying and deceitful spirits. So it's like, if you got one of these books, I'd get rid of it, I'd burn it. It's a piece of trash. the various methods that are out there to communicate with the spirit world and more importantly so he's trying to get you indoctrinated and make sure you have all your options known for all the different ways to bring 
and get good and demon-possessed from all of these spiritual communication devices that they've mentioned, including technology, but then all the other ways, that you, all the other options that you have. George wants to make sure you're fully abreast and aware of all the ways you can get demon-possessed and deluded and deceived from these lying, deceitful spirits. I mean, this stuff makes me angry. Because this man's taken multitudes of people to hell with him. It's affordable, Alex. Amazon.com. This is going to be in bookstores Tuesday all over the country. But Amazon's selling it right now at like $14 and change. I don't know how they do it. I guess because they don't own real estate, uh, they're able to discount these things tremendously. And and again, I don't advise anybody doing anything on Amazon.com. They have gay how-to manuals. They've had things in there that... Basically, are child pornography, all kind of wicked, evil things Amazon.com sells. I don't tr- ever try to use or buy anything from them directly, ever. I try to avoid them at, at all costs. But uh, it's going up in the charts, and, uh, you know, if every coast-to-coast listener and if every listener of Alex Jones uh, picked up a copy, we'd have a bestseller on our hands. Oh, good. Well, there's people that special? don't care about what they do to the world, and I found they're never spiritual people. I've learned spiritual people. What does that mean? Well, that means you could be a Buddhist or, you know, a Zoroastrian or a Catholic or a Jehovah Witness. They're all spiritual people. That's all that really matters because we're all going to the same place ultimately if we're, as long as we're spiritual and as long as our, our heart is good, right? And yet the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The Bible says we are all together as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade together as doth a leaf fade, essentially. So, our best day, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, is like a filthy rag in God's eyes. What you do comes back on you many fold. I guess that's what they mean by the term God-fearing. You don't have to wait till you die to be punished. In my experience, you're punished while you're here and uh, while you're alive and I've talked to so many family members. Uh, my uncle died six times when he had a motorcycle accident. And he saw everything Colonel Craig Roberts saw when he died for 10 minutes during cancer surgery. And, you know, the guardian angel that's been there your whole life, that, we, you, that was your imaginary friend when you were a kid, all of that. I'm here to tell you, George, it's real. <laughs> Again, Alex now is... A- was anything mentioned in this about if you were a born-again Christian or if you weren't? Because I'm not seeing any different correlation. And this is the exact thing they're wanting to portray. It really doesn't matter. As long as you're a good person and everybody's got guardian angels and, and, and these things. And, and we all, I mean, this is such a deception. And again, I've done a whole teaching on this, on these near-death experiences. And I'm, I give you the link in this PDF. I don't want to say a ton about that because I've already done a teaching on that. And we get into the subject a lot further, but I wanted to revisit this again because of this book just coming out. Israel, there's no question about it, Alex. And, uh, you know, one day we will all see it on the other side. And, uh, you know, while we're talking about it, condolences to the family of Steve. So we're all going to see essentially the same thing on the other side. We're just one big happy family. You know, broad is the way which leads to destruction, and many there be that go there. Straight is the way which leads to life eternal, and few there be that find it. So, well, the crowd that he's hanging around with, yeah, they all are going to see hell. I hate to say it. And I pray to God they get saved, if it be possible. I pray to God their souls be saved. Alex Jones' soul. George Norrie's. But, you know, this 
one big happy family all going to see the same stuff. <laughs> Again, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Jobs. I mean, you talk about a new era Thomas Edison. I mean, the, the guy was... Okay, so now we're talking about Steve Jobs. How appropriate after we just got done exposing that devil. But, you know, you know he's, he's, went, he's moved on to a better place. Sure. I mean, we wouldn't ever want to say that Steve Jobs went to hell. You know, we, that wouldn't be politically correct, and that, that would hurt a lot of people's feelings. Well, you know, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16. No, I love you enough to tell you the truth. There, there is a heaven, and there is a devil's hell, and I love you enough to tell you about both. And I don't want to see you go there. But these guys, they hate you. Deep down, they're not going to tell you the truth. I mean, I don't want to question all of Alex Jones and, and saying he, he would hate you. Okay, I'm not going to say go that far with him. But with Nori, I'm sorry, you know. I just, I don't know what's in their heart. And God help Nori if he's just totally deluded and deceived. I don't give him that much credit. I can't. I just cannot believe a man in his position at, at with being led to say the things he's saying, going to be the number one talk show host on the planet, I just, I just cannot believe he's there by accident. It's an absolute genius. And this planet needs more and more people like that. Yeah, we need more and more people like Steve Jobs, who's going to put out all this demonic technology, who's going to steal technology, uh, you know, promote his New Age religion, put all kind of occult symbolism in uh, his technology, uh, you know, drop LSD and say what, a, what it was one of the most important things he ever did with his life, get another woman pregnant, uh, and then totally deny paternity to her, and then have and say he was sterile, and then have three kids by another woman. Yeah, we really need a lot more people like good old Steve Jobs, who basically just says, follow your own heart, my guts never failed me, it's always worked for me, and that philosophy, again, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Steve Jobs is in hell, and he's going to be burning the hell and then the lake of fire for eternity. So why would we need more people like him? I don't understand that. I just see things as way more black and white than I guess George Norrie does. Yeah, Steve Jobs no doubt was a major genius, and when we come back, we'll speak a little bit more about Steve Jobs and then get into where George Norrie thinks the global controllers are taking us and who he thinks basically commands those heights and where he sees this collision of tyrants and those that love liberty. Uh, the new book, ladies and gentlemen, available at Amazon.com first, and that's what they do. They, they like, make you sell it to them at discount and slice it down to nothing. So you can get this book that was 24 99 for 14.69 out of the gates talking to the dead with George Norrie stay with us we'll be back with more of George Norrie I mean here's Alex Jones unashamedly promoting this book I mean he should be ashamed of himself he is he is pointing people he is pointing people toward death he is pointing people toward lies and evil and deception so I mean, you just got to be really careful who you're even gleaning information from. I mean, I realize I use Jones a lot regarding a lot of the end time stuff that's going on. Um, but I'm not giving him a blanket endorsement by any stretch of the imagination. I've done whole warnings on Alex Jones. I've done warnings on a lot of people that I've gleaned from. And, and that's the whole point of, yeah, okay, 
you can glean up to a certain point, but understand there's another side here, there's another agenda, which they're a lot of times unabashedly promoting, and you got to be really careful. Because it's like a landmine out there on the internet. But I wanted to, well, ask George the question uh, here. He was starting to get into this whole New World Order system, and, and I agree with you. In fact, Brzezinski admits they know the world's waking up to him. Where do you see this collision going between the forces of uh, tyranny and liberty? We're going to have a world, Alex, of the haves and the have-nots. And as that gap gets wider and wider and wider, we're going to have an implosion. People will get to a point, and it's close now, but it's not quite there. People will get to a point where they will say, enough is enough. We're tired of being taken advantage of. We're tired of getting the short end of the stick. All we want is what's fair. And I think anyone who's running for political office today should be and must be aware of the needs of middle America, or they are headed for disaster. And it's happening. People are upset. I mean, you can see it. You can feel it on people. But that's what they want. They're, cry- they're trying to create their order out of chaos by slowly and systematically imploding society, devaluing the dollar, poisoning our food, water, and air supplies, vaccinating us to the gills, uh, burning out our lower brain lobes through fluoride and through the various chemicals that they're using so we lose our will to resist, giving us all of the entertainment that we want to have and we crave, bread and circuses like in the days of Rome, like with sports and then all the tabloids and all these things and all this garbage that really doesn't even matter. They want to create this. And, and he's acting like, well, there's going to be this critical mass, essentially, when people are just saying enough is enough, and they're fed up, and these types of things. Well, we just talked about Nazi Germany with the apathy of these types of things that they experienced that led them into where they were going. And the same thing's happening here in America. I mean, I've never been around a more apathetic lot in my life. I mean, truly. People, I don't see a big mass... I don't know. I just don't really see it with, I really don't see it with the right people, which would be true born-again Bible-believing Christians. Obviously, my listeners excluded. And not to say, you know, my listeners would be the only one that would be informed, but just saying that I just don't see with the corporate 501c3 church this awakening happening. I see them being some of the worst of the worst regarding apathy and regarding just do whatever the government says because of what Romans 13 says, even though they totally misinterpret that. And I've done a whole teaching on that. So, I don't know. I have a different take on things, I guess. Uh, the New World Order's wanting to create this chaos and this crisis, and this is all by design. I mean, wherever you go, you talk to them. They're not happy. Nobody's happy. I've never seen a time. Uh, ever, where so many people were just unhappy. Why restaurants are full on weekends? Because people are so depressed, they're going out to drink. I mean, it's just something I have never, ever seen before. Why would they be happy? They're, they're most of the vast majority aren't even saved. They're going to hell. They're, yes, the economy's imploding, but we've been raised in this self-centered, uh, American, and I can only speak to America, but this Americanized world where everything revolves around me, me, me. And they're all like, uh, so many people are like a bunch of dead seas out there. The Dead Sea takes in water, but it never gives out. That's why nothing can live in the Dead Sea. 
we're taught from a very early age anymore to be self-centered. It's all about me. And then we're with all the brainwashing that occurs in, in TV and in, in movies in newspapers or wherever. You know, it's no wonder they don't have the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, in their heart. They don't have that. So, of course, they're not going to be happy. And then you start to add in all of these current economic things going on, and people are in debt up to their eyeballs. That's another thing. You could go on and on and on for all the reasons that people are really starting to panic. And a lot of them, I'm not saying all the reasons aren't legitimate, but I really believe ultimately it boils down to, are you saved or are you unsaved? You know, is your happiness dependent upon, uh, okay, I've, I, I've, I, I've got my, my Corvette in the garage, my wife's got her Beamer, um, we've got a big house, we got a pool, um, we've all of the toys, you know, or, or all of the things set in place. A, a lot of people would, would equate that with happiness. And a lot of that's being taken away from people right now. So, from that standpoint, it would be much better for that, to, for that to be taken away from them and for them to get saved, for them to have a wake-up call, than for them to continue on in life, footloose and fancy-free with all their toys and then die and go to hell. So, I, I look at it a different way. Yeah, Taylor just brought up a great point. If our priorities were straight, I don't think we would have, collectively as a society, I don't think we would have people dying on Black Friday for, you know, trying to, you know, get electronics or whatever, people being trampled to death, or somebody going in there and spraying spraying pepper spray on people to uh, get a video game or something. That one lady was literally spraying pepper spray to get people away from whatever items she wanted, I mean, it's absolute insanity what's going on. Uh, you, that, that's a whole other subject, obviously, but let's go further with this. You know, I, I've been through, I was 13 when John Kennedy was assassinated. I went through the Vietnam War era. I've seen it all in my lifetime, but I've never seen a time like right now where more people are so whacked out and upset over what's been going on in all my life. And you see it too, don't you? Now, a big reason also they're so whacked out and upset is because of the unbelievable amount of people that are on uh, antidepressant drugs, Prozac, Paxil, whatever, you name it. Not only that, a lot of them are doing illegal types of drugs on the side as well. Why? Or alcoholics or these types of things. They're trying to escape reality. And they're going to the pharmacia, the medical profession, the word pharmacia or pharmaceuticals, where we get the root word for sorcery in the King James Bible. And they're literally, there's, there's demons associated with these drugs. And these demons are coming in, and it's part of the reason they're addictive physically and also psychologically. There's a spiritual component to the drug and there's a physical addiction component. They deplete the body of a lot of different things that it needs, and then you become even more depressed. Or you have to check, take more of the drug, or and, and this is how most pharmaceuticals work anyway. So that's a whole other thing that, that's causing this in society, particularly in America. Oh, of course. And, and, and every year it gets exponentially crazier, and Homeland Security and this whole police state grid that is now admittedly for the American people... If the establishment thinks that that's going to keep us in line, they got another thing coming. Well, they sure do. I mean, already, you know, cities are beginning to wonder, oh, what did we do with these red light cameras? 
Why did we put them up? I think they're going to start coming down. Los Angeles is doing away with them. There's a lawsuit in, uh, in, in a city near St. Louis. Most of Arizona took them down because people kept uh, bashing them out. Well, yeah, not only that, you know, studies have shown that they cause more accidents, uh, you know, because people are so petrified of going through a red light that they will stop immediately. And they get rear-ended. Well, they also got caught, as you know, in San Diego, shortening the yellow light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is, it is, it's amazing. I just wonder, though, if they're taking down the cameras. They may stop the practice. Okay, I, I'm not going to go any further. He's going to be on for about another 15 minutes, and I just don't really feel that we need to cover any more than that. I think that uh, we covered on that and what we need to cover now. Let's go to the next article here, which heavily relates to this subject of George Norrie's book. came out around the same time. Uh, this came out September 23, 2011. Uh, very similar, very same time frame that George Norrie's book came out. Again, all this is preparing the masses for the coming deception of Antichrist and the false prophet. And um, this is, I, I entitled it, Satanic Parlor Tricks, uh, Do Loved Ones Bid Farewell from Beyond the Grave? This is from CNN, okay? And I'm just going to read you, and obviously this is a secular report, and it's ob- obviously totally biased, and it has nothing to do with Bible-believing Christianity, but most people that would call themselves Christians would read an article like this and have no clue as to how to answer this. So what do they do? They shy away. They don't address it. They sweep it under the rug. But when the lying signs and wonders and miracles become ever more in your face, you're going to get to a point where you're not going to be able to, de- to deny it anymore. And you're going to have to give an answer to your friends on the why you feel the way that you feel. Either that or you're going to end up capitulating and cave in and start believing this garbage. That's what I'm trying to keep out of people out of, is believing the deceptions that are coming and preparing people for that. Nina DeSanto was about to close her New Jersey hair salon one winter's night when she saw him standing outside the shop's glass front door. It was Michael. He was a soft-spoken customer who'd been going through a brutal patch in his life. His wife had divorced him after having an affair with his stepbrother, and he had lost custody of his boy and girl in an ensuing battle. He was emotionally shattered, but DeSanto had tried to help. She'd listened to his problems, given him pep talks, taken him out for drinks. When DeSanto opened the door that night, uh, Michael was smiling. He said, quote, Nina, I can't stay long, he said, pausing in the doorway. I just wanted to stop by and say thank you for everything, end of quote. They chatted a bit more before Michael left and DeSanto went home. On Sunday, she received a strange phone call from a salon employee. Michael's body had been found the previous morning, at least nine hours before she talked to him at the shop. So in other words, he'd been dead for nine hours, yet he showed up at the shop. He had committed suicide. Okay, now this was an unsaved guy that committed suicide and went to hell. Okay? No evidence of being a Christian at all. Okay? There's no doubt about that. Well, how, how, how did he show up? Again, it was a lying spirit. It was a familiar spirit. See, the demons that possess people, or devils that possess people, when the person's spirit goes to hell... 
Those spirits don't go to hell with him. They don't go to hell with him. They don't get the same sentence yet. They can hang around and then possess someone else. But in the meantime, if they can hang around and deceive somebody, they're going to do it if they have the opportunity. And that's exactly what happened. This devil manifested literally looking like this Michael guy and just told her, oh, I just want to thank you so much. Can't stay long. Now, if this person had really come back from heaven, don't you think the first thing out of his mouth would be he was witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ and pointing her and begging her to get saved? Okay, what about if he had come back from hell? Don't you think he'd do the same thing? Every account of anybody I've ever seen that has been able to go, that's been, went to hell and come back, they beg, just like the rich man in the Bible did, they beg to be able to go back and witness, he witnessed, uh, begged to go back and witness to his brothers and say, you don't want to come to this place. So whether that, whether this supposed spirit was went to heaven, or, or let's say Michael's spirit, whether he went to heaven or hell, and, and I would say there's a 99.9% chance he went to hell here, unless, unless he had been converted right before he died. Either way, if he were allowed to come back in any kind of practical sense, that would be the very thing he would tell her. Don't go to hell. Get saved. Trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord. I mean, he'd be witnessing machine. Either way. No, no, no. He says, oh, I just, I can't stay long. Um, I just wanted to stop by and say thank you for everything. Now, this deceitful spirit knew that she was going to find out he died nine hours before he talked to her. And she'd be thinking, wow, I guess you just can hang around and do whatever you want to do. He just came back to thank me. What a lie from the pit of hell. But you see how slick the devil is? You see how good he is at what he does? They chatted a bit more before Michael left and DeSanto went home. Okay, um, she found out he committed suicide. If Michael was dead, who or what did she talk to that night? I just told you, his familiar spirit. Uh, she goes on to say it was, it was very bizarre. She said of the 2001 encounter, I went through a period of disbelief. How can you tell someone that you saw this man, solid as ever, walk in and talk to you, but he is dead? <clears throat> Satanic parlor trick, that's how. Today, DeSanto has a name for what happened that night. Crisis apparition. She stumbled onto the term while reading about the paranormal activities after the incident. According to the paranormal investigators, a crisis apparition is a spirit of a recently deceased person, total life in the pit of hell, it's their familiar spirit, who visits someone they had a close emotional connection with, usually to say goodbye. They were probably spiritual soul ties. I've, I've heard of that term before. That existed there. There was some, most likely, demonic connection that existed there. And uh, which allowed this woman to be deceived. Reports of these eerie encounters are materializing in online discussion groups. You, you would expect to see more of this lying signs and wonders and these deceitful familiar spirits as we move further into the end times, as the deception increases. You're going to see an increase of this and an incident, uh, uh, increase in the incidence of these types of reports. So I'm just warning you now. Uh, 
They're increasing in online discussion groups, books, such as, quote, Messages, that's the name of the book, which features stories of people making contact with loved ones lost on September 11th. The local ghost hunting groups that have sprung up across the country amid a surge of interest in the paranormal, ghost hunters. You know, do they ever capture a ghost? They're hunters, right? They're ghost hunters. Why can't they capture it? I mean, as far as I know, they're batting zero. They don't, they don't ever catch anything. The only thing they ever do is deceive people. Most of the time, all those people are heavily involved in the occult. And what are they out there to do? Well, we're out there to, to document the paranormal. What good are you doing? You're doing no good. All you're doing is feeding that satanic system. And the lust for more um, information about the paranormal, as long as it disproves the Bible, which if you think about it, do, do, do these things ever, to what the ghost hunters actually accomplish, do they ever point people to the Lord Jesus Christ? No, 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 no. No, they point people to, away from him. Always. Never. Oh, well then, if, if it gets really bad, they'll bring in a Catholic priest to do an exorcism or something or whatever, exercise the spirits in the house or whatever. You know, it's just unbelievable. Going further, it says, although such encounters are chilling, they can also be comforting. That's exactly the point. Satan wants these people to be comforted. Knowing, Satan knowing that they're on their way to hell. He wants to keep them on their way to hell. He doesn't want anything to impede their progress on their way to hell. And people will buy into this. And when they buy into this, they have to, by default, do away with the Bible. Usually. Well, why would you say that? Because this is contradictory to what the Word of God clearly says. And it's also contradictory when it comes to necromancy of what you're supposed to be doing as a Christian. The messages these things convey, if you believe that this was really Michael, then you might as well throw away your your Bible. Because he's either in heaven or hell. He can't just be hanging around. Well, what do I choose to believe? Well, I choose to believe this apparition... This lying-deceiving spirit that called himself Michael in this particular instance, and I will bet my soul on that. Because it's more real to me than the word of God, which is just, to, to some people, just words. That's how they, they, they view it. My mom had bought into this stuff hook, line, and sinker. Went to seances, brought me one time. You know? Was totally... If it wasn't by a miracle of God, she wouldn't have got saved. And what God had to do to get her attention was pretty amazing. But, I mean, she had to end up dying, essentially, in order to get saved. And if you want to hear that testimony, just key in, oh, mom, passing, those two words in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. But anyway, I mean, it's just, it's amazing how little it takes for people to commit to the path of hell. It's amazing how little it takes for people to, to basically, in some way, sell their soul. I mean, if their belief system is like, wow, this happened to me, let's say in her case, this happened to me, I saw this, this Michael, it was real, even though he had committed suicide hours earlier, 
Guy was totally unsaved. And because that's real to me, I will choose to never, ever believe anything that would contradict that. What would contradict it? The Word of God. Therefore, I will not believe in the Word of God. I would rather believe in this lying, deceitful apparition that appeared to me and put my soul, bet my soul, that that was what happens. And that's where they're at. That's what that, people, millions of people do this. Millions of people are going to hell because of this one subject alone. And a lot of these people aren't even involved in any kind of organized religion. They may have been like my mom or my dad. They just kind of have their own religion made up in their head. You know? Well, I'm basically a good person. And I don't think God would send anybody to hell. And I've had all these spiritual experiences. And, and I've communicated with the dead. And I've went to my past lives. And I saw myself and this and that. And, and I've read all these books. Then I'm, I'm convinced. Well, you just created your own religion. Congratulations. But it's all going to take you to the same place. It's the broad way, which leadeth to destruction. And many there be that go thereat. But see, these encounter, although these encounters are chilling, they can also be comforting. That would be the main thing Satan would want you to feel by buying George Norrie's book. Or buying into this garbage. Or reading these types of things. He wants you to be comforted. He wants to lull you to sleep. Some suggest crisis apparitions are guardian angels sent to comfort the grieving. Yeah. So this unsaved guy dies. He goes to a devil's hell. He's in hell rotten and, and burning in the flames of fire. And supposedly a good guardian angel comes and to deceive her. No, it's a lying devil from the pit of hell that comes to deceive her. Most likely the familiar spirit that inhabited him in his lifetime. Posing as a guardian angel. Appearing as an angel of light, as the Bible talks about. To deceive her. So that she can go to hell too. Michael went to hell. We want this other lady now to go to hell. And as things get worse, and as people... Use these spiritual communication devices more and more and more. Whether it be Ouija boards, whether it be Teelys, whether it be whatever George Norrie's talking about now with cell phones and computers and all kind of ways. Here you got CERN, that super particle collider over, you know, there in Europe, trying to literally create rifts in, in the time-space continuum or whatever. You've got all these high-level... Uh, people that supposedly go around opening up vortexes, stargates, and wormholes that I've talked a lot about in times past. I talked about what they were doing on 11-11-11 out in Sedona, Arizona, the new age capital of the planet, where they were trying to create this, you know, portal or whatever. You got these people like the Stardoves that go out there and just open up these stargates. They're letting all these devils and demons in to our plane of existence. That's what we're battling. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's why it tells you to put on the full armor of God. And to finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Uh, so, that's our battle. That's what's being opened up 
And this is why the incidence of these types of things are increasing every day. We're immersed in witchcraft. Harry Potter. You know, everywhere, you know, you look. You got Twilight and, and all these people that call themselves Christians. Oh, they're just flocking to the theater to see this new whatever Twilight, Dawn of the Dead or whatever it is. Are you kidding me? I mean, the fascination with evil is just growing and growing and growing. It's so clear to me what's going on. Yet, you know, the church, oh, we, we don't want to talk about this stuff. It's, it's, we want to condone it. We, we don't want to be politically incorrect. We want to we make sure that the frozen chosen stay the frozen chosen. Give them a little bit, bit of real cream religion, a little dabble do ya. Give them a little sermon snippet every Sunday morning. Pat them on the head and send them on their merry way. And all that basically they're doing is warming a pew. And most of them aren't even saved. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm Mr. Super Christian and I'm like above everyone else. I'm just stating facts. What basically goes on and what is passed off in the normal corporate 501c3 church in America, that's pretty much accurate. Not everywhere, but for, for the most part. So to me, it's very clear what's going on here. We're just being immersed in more and more deception and witchcraft. All the time. And as people embrace this, and as people read books like this and implement the things that they're talking about, go to their fortune tellers. You're, you're opening more and more and more doorways and pathways for these things to literally come in and possess people and enter into our dimension and have more influence on us. Witches take part, they, they, when they gather covens together, they literally do spells and cast them over whole cities so that their agenda can be implemented. That's what's going on. So, going further, whatever the source for these apparitions, well, I've told you that's evil, Satan and his minions, uh, they often leave people shaken, nor are the apparitions limited to visions. The spirit of the dead person can communicate with a loved one through something as subtle as a whiff of a favorite perfume. Volk says. Sometimes you sense the presence of someone close to you and seemingly comes out of nowhere. And afterward you find out that person was in some kind of crisis at the same time of the vision. So I mean it can be literally smelling a person's perfume. That's how adept these devils are at doing what they're doing. I mean they've only got one job. And that's deceiving you. And after thousands of years they're pretty good at it. Seema Lieberman said that she experienced that ominous feeling and has never forgot it, though it took place more than 40 years ago. Today, Lieberman is a, a workplace diversity consultant based in Albany, California. Workplace diversity consultant. Oh, boy, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds like when the gays and you know making sure we have as many diverse people working together. Anyway, in the late 60s, though, she was a young woman in love. Her boyfriend Johnny was a mellow hippie who loved everybody. A guy so nice that friends called him a pushover, she said. She loved Johnny, and they purchased an apartment together and decided to marry. Then one night, Lieberman was at her mother's home in the Bronx, and the phone rang, and, and she answered. Johnny was on the line. And they purchased... Okay, I'm sorry. Johnny was on the line and sounded rushed and far away. Static crackled on the phone. 
He said, quote, I just wanted, want you to know that I love you and, I, and I'll never be mean to anybody again. He said, there was more static and then the line went dead. Lieberman was left with just a dial tone. She tried to call him back to no avail. When she woke, awoke the next morning, an unsettled feeling came over her. She said it was hard to put into words, but she could no longer feel Johnny's presence. Then she found out why. Several hours later, I got, she got a call from his mother that he had been murdered the night before, she said. Johnny was shot in the head as he sat in the car that night. Lieberman thinks Johnny somehow contacted her after his death. A crisis apparition reaching out, not through a vision or a whiff of perfume, but in this case, across telephone lines. Now, this is getting back to what George Norris is talking about here. And again, I obviously haven't read the book. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. But I mean, using it's, and you know what I thought was telling was when it said these spiritual entities, these lying familiar spirits, are the ones that are prompting the humans to build these communication devices. It said that right in the description of the book. Let me read it for you again. For the past century, inventors have been inspired by the spirits themselves, these evil spirits, to create telephone, video, radio, and computers to attempt real-time two-way communication with the dead and other entities. I mean, this is like the quintessential essence of deception and lies. There is no truth in this. But boy, aren't people falling for this hook, line, and sinker. And they'll literally go to hell and choose hell over heaven to believe this lie. That's how bad it is. Unbelievable. So let's go further here. So, as she sorted through the alternatives over the years, could he have called before before he was murdered? Lieberman doesn't think so. This was in the era before cell phones. She said the murderer wasn't likely to let him use a payphone. He couldn't have called after he was shot because he died instantly. Only years later when she read an article about other static-filled calls people claimed to have received from beyond the grave, didn't make sense. She said Johnny was calling to say goodbye. No, Johnny was in hell, ma'am. And what you heard was his familiar devil spirit that somehow was permitted to call you, and that's and to seal hope and to hopefully on from the devil's standpoint seal your fate, so that you'll buy into this hook, line, and sinker, hold on to that your whole life, and believe you know what deep down, Johnny went to heaven, he wasn't saved. Why do I need to get saved? That's what people believe. That way they can just throw the Bible out. It don't. It doesn't take a lot. For, for people to buy into this stuff. And the devil knows that. See how important this is, what we're talking about? This is a major, major, major end time delusion deception. So let's go further. Josh Harris experienced, baffled him as well. It involved his grandfather, Raymond Harris. Josh was Raymond's first grandchild. They spent countless hours together fishing <clears throat> and doing yard work in the hometown of Hackleburg, Alabama. You saw one, you saw the other. Uh, Those days came to an end in 1997 when Raymond Harris was diagnosed with lung cancer. The doctor gave him weeks to live. Josh, 12 years old at the time, 
visited his grandfather's house one night to keep vigil as his papa weakened. But his family ordered him to return home about two miles away. Joss said he was asleep on the couch in his home at about 2 a.m. When he snapped awake, he looked up. His grandfather was standing over him. At first, it kind of took me by surprise, said Harris, a maintenance worker with a gravely, gravelly southern accent. He said, I wondered why he was standing in the hallway and not his house with everyone else. His grandfather then spoke, Harris said. He just looked at me, smiled, and said, everything will be okay. Isn't that kind of the reoccurring theme here? When they get either the phone call or the telephone call or, or, the, or the people coming to see them? Isn't that kind of the overwhelming thing? Well, if you were Satan, again, you would want to give them comfort. There's no heaven or hell. Everything will be okay. Knowing that they're going to find out that they had already died. It's really a brilliant deception. It's really a brilliant deception. Everything will be okay. Meanwhile, the guy's spirit is most likely in hell. And if it was in heaven, then either way, like I said, whether... They were allowed to come back from heaven or hell. And I don't really see any Bible for that. Yes, there's one instance in the Bible um, where you could maybe make a case for that, maybe with the Witch of Endor. Kind of hard to be dogmatic about that one, though. But come on, it's not a common practice for God to send people from heaven or hell to visit people on this earth. There's just no, there's no Bible for it. The rich man wanted to do that, but he was not permitted to do that. Okay, so again, it's always this, if it was a true good angel even, the true good angel would say, no, he's either in heaven or hell. You need to repent, get saved, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You you know what I mean? No, there's never that. No, it'll be okay. This generic statement. It's just lies. And then his grandfather then turned around and started walking toward the kitchen. Harris rose to follow, but spun around when the phone rang. An aunt, who was in another room, answered. When I turned back around to look, he was gone, Harris said. As on cue, his aunt came in out of the room crying, saying, Josh, your papa is gone. He had died. And then he said, no, he was just here. Harris told his aunt, insisting that the grandfather had just stopped by to say everything was okay. He said it took him a day to accept that his grandfather had died. Honestly, before that, I never believed in the paranormal. He said, I thought it was all fake and made up, but I just woke up and saw him. It couldn't couldn't be my mind playing a trick. He looked solid. Fourteen years after his grandfather's death, there's still another detail from that night that's still lodged in his memory. As he watched his grandfather walk into the kitchen, he said he noticed something unusual. Quote, it looked like there was a whitish glow around him. So, more of like the ghostly apparition type of deal. Well, this guy is a guy that never believed in the paranormal, but if he goes through life, bought into this concept, you know, it's just one more satanic parlor trick and way to get people... To not get saved is what it really boils down to. To trust in some devil or demon presenting, trying to pass themselves off as the dearly departed. Now, I've done a whole teaching on this. 
uh, entitled The Deceptive Allure of Witchcraft, New Age and Near-Death Experiences. Um, I'll just read you the actual description of this. This is from 07, so it's kind of a blast from the past. Anyway, in this teaching, we will be discussing the allure of many New Age practices. We will start by looking at a witchcraft spiritualist camp in Wisconsin that boasts a bevy of witches and mediums that one can pay to communicate with supposed dead loved ones, look into your future, explore supposed past lives, see visions, receive prophecies, heal the sick, levitate, blah, 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 etc., etc. In the Old Testament, witchcraft was punishable by death. But in modern-day America, it is increasingly embraced. But the Bible says, woe to them that call evil good and good evil, which is exactly what's happening here. According to the book of Daniel, witchcraft will be the essence of the coming one world religion, and as a result, it is very important that we as Christians understand the deception that is coming. In the second part, we will be focusing on the famous medical doctor that is supposedly proven from his research into near-death experiences that there is no judgment after death, regardless of your beliefs, only acceptance and love. Well, see, he's a medical doctor, and he did real research. And this is what, like, like you could go into a lab and do, and do research on this. How could you do research into a dimension we can't even go into? But here, he, from his research, there's no judgment after death. Regardless of your belief system. Only acceptance and love. Again, uh, a major lie from pit of hell. This is the kind of damnable heresy that Satan so loves to propagate and undoubtedly will use to take millions to hell. Arm yourselves with knowledge, Christians. And then I give you a couple links here uh, to a, a couple different books. When Catholics Die, The Terror of the Dying Experience, Eternal Life or Eternal Damnation. Now, before the modern day advent of drugs... When people died, like these drugs, like morphine or whatever, they pump them full before they died to cut down on the pain, they would see the old grim reaper coming up the stairs, the angel of death known as Azrael. That's literally what its name is. They would see the angel of death many, many times coming up the stairs to come get them. And there would be people in the room and, and the person that was dying would be in absolute abject terror, screaming, trying to get away from this angel of death coming to get them. And the people in the room couldn't see what was going on, but they sure saw that there was something going on with the person that was dying. It used to happen a lot more commonly than it does now. Then the other book, When Death Comes, A Biblical Study of Death and the Eternal Afterlife. And then sermons on hell, three different sermons on hell by different preachers. I give you the links there. So that's all we have for today. And uh, go ahead and uh, close us out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord. I do pray, God, that you would guide us in all truth and knowledge and wisdom and understanding, Lord. That you would forgive us for any and all sins we have committed as we forgive those, Lord, that have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that you would bless my listeners and the body of Christ, Lord, and wherever your word or your truth is being preached worldwide, that you would 
Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, and those around us that need this information, that you would do the same for them, Lord. Um, And I just pray you use us uh, in the body of Christ mightily for your glory, and that through us you would lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.